0: Hello and welcome to another fine episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance. We are on episode 107 and I am your host, Joey Thrice Thrust, thirstily thus thrown by Thrall's D's. I think you may have got that, but that was... I, hey, I, I <laughs> forgot that we were
1: doing that.
2: And <laughs> to me, it sounded perfect. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> Guys, I killed it. I got an A today. Put it down in the books. This might be the last time I ever get one correct. <laughs> of course, joining us is Sean uh, Sean Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? Go, I'm doing great, man. And of course, his new name, Decepticon, yes. from Thing 12 Games joins us. Oh, hey, hey. Hey, Over t-
2: Sean Mander. Sean
0: Mander. <laughs> On today's episode, we are going to talk underrated games and of course get more of all that lovely gaming that we do and
2: talk about. But first we have to know where the gamers can find us, Josh. They can go to bjgeeknation.com for all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More! Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, or odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.
0: Odyssey. Well, as I hinted towards in the beginning of that intro, we are going to talk some of the most underrated yet greatest games that we have played.
2: And in my opinion the most underrated, and the most greatest game (gasps) ever. (laughs) Because,
0: of course, we do a lot of gaming, and we are just off the con rush, so we are full of all those games that I'm sure you guys played because when you go to a con and you have 12, 13, 14, 27, 38, who knows how many hours of gaming you can fit into a weekend, you play not only the newest and freshest games, but the games that have always hit home and an ear in your heart. So what are those underrated games that you guys have been playing?
2: Well... I haven't played it in a while, but my favorite, most underrated game is Android the Board Game.
0: Android the Board Game, where you are a (laughs) Decepticon.
2: No, because all these guys are cops, and Sean will never (laughs) (laughs) in. Sean cannot
0: fit in as a cop. He will not be in a blue uniform. (laughs)
2: Uh, It's rated currently $14.96 on Board Game Geek, which is not bad. I'll give you that. And the game does have its flaws, downtime like no other but I love it. I just love the game. There's so much to pay attention to. There's so much to think about. You have the the murder you're trying to solve. It's it's frickin space clue. Right? Space clue? Yes. <laughs> I love
0: space and I love a good murder mystery.
2: And you are trying to connect all these corporations to the conspiracy of the murder and you're a cop and you might be a bad cop. You might be a robot cop. You might be a private eye who doesn't have his memories. You you all kinds of things and then you have personal storylines that you also have to pay attention to and you have to play these light cards these good cards for you to advance your uh, who you think the guilty party is and get evidence and put it on them but at the same time the the only way you can play the light cards is there's a special track that you must play other players dark cards which gives them negative baggage which hurts their personal storylines and I'm sure Sean will think that's the funnest part. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) You tried to plant evidence on me, Sean. (laughs) How dare
2: you? And then on top of that, there's just world events that happen. I find it to be just an amazingly not thinky and like, oh, this is so crunchy, but just so much to pay attention to that it's just super fun for me. And I, I personally don't care about the downtime. I know others do, and I wish it was rated higher.
0: Where does the, the, down, the downtime come from? Is it people planning their turn?
2: No, you are you you do your whole turn and it, you get a certain amount of time and you're spending time to go here, spending time to do this, to do that. And ultimately, you're just trying to manipulate the scoring uh, of the game and collect resources of that type of scoring. If you break it way down into its Euroisk oh, yes. type of play, that's all you're doing. And it's just... If five players and they each have seven time, that's seven actions, it could take a minute to get back around to your turn. I would love a second edition Fantasy Flight. I, I really would. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're our number one listeners. Of course, they love
0: us. I think, right? Yeah, yes, of course it, they do. Everybody does. Ah, That's why I love to hear. Uh, so, of course, uh, does that mean you are all cops then? In, you are. In your... And okay. like
2: I said, you, there's the bad cop who could be in a good mood or a bad mood. You have the uh, mercenary, who she's in it for the money. She's getting money during certain things. There's the um, psychic clone who may go insane.
0: Wild card is what you're saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's the private eye who all the other players have his memories. And if he goes to the right or wrong place, the memories get triggered. Interesting. And there's the android who has three directives.
0: Oh, boy. Is and, it the three rules?
2: <laughs> kind of, and but you can break those and get a new set of directives. You know, I think <laughs> our
0: our listeners are going to understand the theme of this episode because Decepticon <laughs> has three different rules, <laughs> he follows them whenever he wants. Them. Exactly. <laughs> have you played this game as well, Sean? I, would think I played it once with Josh.
2: I don't think you have. Well, I think you played it. There was a different, there was a different game There's Netrunner. The there's there's several games. There's yeah. New Angeles. There's a lot of yelling in that game. That's <laughs> That's the resistance with a board <laughs> oh hooray. <laughs> uh but Android the board game, I'm gonna get him to play.
0: Good. Sweet. I mean it sounds kind of like even besides maybe a little slow, it sounds like it's right down Sean's alley. I yeah. mean you can deceive
2: Well Chaz Marler from Paradise Paradise once described it as you end your turn, you go to the pizza place, you order your pizza, you bring your pizza back, you eat your pizza, and then it's your next turn. <laughs> so <laughs> That's downtime a is a flaw. <laughs>
0: I get up. I make my popcorn. Yes. I finish my
2: popcorn. <laughs> but I'm okay with it because, like I said, lots to pay attention to. That's my. I think that game is underrated. I would love to see it. And how long does that game take to play? I don't want to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> it, it could take five to six hours.
0: Okay, so like a four X game would might be a light four X game.
2: And to to be fair, that's full player count. You can play with less. Three is probably the sweet spot to play that. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, guess what, guys? There's three of us in the room right now. That's true. Yes. I'll play right now. Uh oh. <laughs> Black out my next six hours. (laughs) It's still going to take that long. (laughs) What about you, Sean? What have you been uh, liking in the underrated genre of games? I'm going to say one of mine is Citrus. Citrus. Uh, Citrus originally by DLP and then released by Tasty
1: Minstrel Games. I believe another publisher may have picked it up since then uh, because Tasty Minstrel is no more. But you can still find used copies of this. the thing that makes this an underrated game, its rating on BGG is uh, seven, well 1771, so 1700s. It's pretty, pretty low. When you see the cover of this game, it's a woman picking an orange out of a tree. It looks very peaceful, calm, and doesn't look all that exciting. Where this game is a knife fight in a phone booth.
2: Wha- what? And, <laughs> and it looks like Dig Dug. Really, (laughs) you're you're bored. It looks like dig to me. It has (laughs) nothing to do with dig down whatsoever.
1: (laughs) So the theme of the game is that you are competing uh, citrus farmers. Uh, You've got these fincas that uh, you are laying out all these different colors of uh, tiles. There's uh, basically think the primary colors for citrusy type uh, fruits. Like there's reds for cherries and yellows for lemons, uh, oranges and limes. So you're laying all, all these colors, and the colors are important because you're trying to build this like large uh, field of all these because each Finca has two different scoring values. There's a high number and a low number, and four different people could be competing over the same one, but only two people will score. Ooh. So if there's a tie, then I believe it's both players get the lowest amount. Otherwise, whoever has the most attached to that spot gets it. Uh, whoever has the second most gets it, and who else? Attached. So sorry
0: for you your loss. <laughs> uh, I always. Uh, I. Don't know how in those situations I always manage to get nothing. But that's always the case. <laughs> it's so because you can you see all
1: this playing out, and you see how people are building things. So you can decide: well, I've been investing in this, but I'm clearly going to get screwed. So I'm going to go invest somewhere else and start building this other place. Um, in other
2: words, playing with Sean, wherever you go, he will follow. <laughs> there will always be a Sean
1: waiting, and, <laughs> and you can see when they're going to trigger. Like uh, it's it's super mean, super attacky. Uh, but it looks really pretty on the board. It starts out, the board is very brown because it's unpopulated. But as you start to populate this thing with all these different colored tiles then it starts to look really pretty and really cool looking, um, you have to balance uh, your income and, and the farmers that you have out because you have to pay your workers and all that sort of thing. Um, but when you look at the box cover, you have no idea about any of that. It just it's very off putting.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the I'm looking at it right now and you are one hundred percent right. It is literally just a woman picking an orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
1: Yawn. But then the gameplay is so good. It's just so attacky and and just yeah, good and thinky. And it plays in about an hour, hour and a half. Um
0: yeah, just and it plays up to five players, which is pretty cool. Five is an interesting number yeah. to land on. I do like that. we tend to have a lot of people at our board game <laughs> nights, <laughs> yes. So being that uh, 2 to 5 is better than 2 to 4. Yes, definitely. And I like the uh, 90-minute gameplay. It's so hard to find a good four-player game that ends in 90 minutes, or obviously it's going to go to 5, but just in general, I feel like every time I sit down on a board, I'm like, this is going to be an event.
2: (laughs) Just also know if Sean invites you to play a game, there will be attacking. There will be attacking. There will be blood. I've I've learned that. Well,
0: I've also learned that even in games where there isn't attacking, there will be attacking.
2: (laughs) I'll figure it away. Well, speaking of attacky games, Pixie Queen. (laughs) Pixie Queen. Pixie Queen. I don't think of attacking when I think
0: of Pixie Queens.
2: No, but you will. All right. One of the dice in this is the whipping dice. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I love a good whipping dice. (laughs) Uh, This game is currently ranked 2267. This is a worker placement game with 21 worker placement spots to go to.
0: 21.
2: 21. Okay. You have these little pixies, and they're trying to move up and gain favor of the pixie queen. Well, she's evil. She's always evil. In fact, she's so evil that most of the game you track negative victory points.
0: Negative victory points. Yes, that is bold. <laughs> and like if you it. if
2: you go far enough negative, you you lose. The pixie queen is yeah. really pissed. Sean has played in an effort to just whip people <laughs> out of the game, <laughs> losing himself. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, but it's it's fun attacky and it's not like crazy bad i mean you can you 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 can spend apples to like bump people out of your way and stuff because you're you At night, you thematically go and rob the village of oh all this stuff, gosh. all the fruits and vegetables. But then the Pixie Queen, she wants certain things at the end of every round. If somebody doesn't offer her, if one player does not offer her what she wants, then all players get punished for it.
0: I, I like this, and that's where the whipping <laughs> dice comes into play. <laughs> well,
2: because you may want to offer what she wants, and you get to, you get promotions out of it. But if you, you also can get lots of points by giving her gold or silver. So if everybody's like, ah, oh, give her gold or silver, and nobody gave her the apples she wanted, well then, you will all pay. Don't <laughs> let the Pixie Queen go hungry. <laughs> I but love this
0: board, by the way. I'm looking at it. It is awesome. It's, it's gorgeous. Like, I don't even know how to describe Beautiful. it.
2: Yeah, The art is amazing. The gameplay is super fun. And like I said, while yes, it's it's blatantly attacking each other, but not in a combat way. It's mainly just like, I'm going to go there first. <laughs> huh. I went there first, <laughs> and the the queen is evil, and it's not a one versus many. You're just playing against each other to see who can get the least worst amount of points.
0: Yes, <laughs> the least worst. Very unique <laughs> game. I mean, and uh, to give a guy, people a little preview, it's almost like a, a a hill, like you're climbing a hill, like a triangle yes. and mm-hmm. a triangle. But like each uh, triangle, at its base or the, the middle of it, they have like little hexagonal like uh, places where you can place. I assume your meeples
2: Yeah. Well, you get you get pixies who who can, can be sent back to the dungeon and, and you can chain them and the you chain other players and lock them in the dungeon. And I just see Sean smile <laughs> on his face right now. He's loving well, it. Well, there's one spot you can go to and you, you roll the whipping dice and you send those whips to other people and that moves them farther down.
0: This is literally like one of those game shows where you're trying to climb to the top and everyone's pulling each other down yes. instead. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. This game looks like a ton of fun. We're going to have to play this one. There's a lot of player interaction in this for sure.
2: Yeah, that was Pixie Queen by... Game Brewer, I believe. Game Brewer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Pixie Queen.
1: My second one would be Marrakesh.
0: Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Uh,
1: There's been a number of different publishers for this one. I think Gigamic is the current publisher. They did a a reprint of this game. Um, It's from 2007, so it's been reprinted several times. It's got some time on it then, yeah. yeah. Uh, This is a four-player game. One of the interesting aspects of Marrakesh is that you have uh, cloth pieces as your player pieces in the game. Oh,
0: wild, I'm looking at them. Yeah, like actual cloth.
1: Yes, so the theme is that you are you have this person that is moving around through this market, and all the players are basically laying out their carpets, and this person is going to be paying money based on where they land. So there's a bit of area control as uh, you move the guy, and then you place some carpet down. If someone lands on a place where you have carpet, they have to pay you money equal to the number of squares that you have where your carpet is all together. <laughs> oh, OK, I see. Yeah, so, the so larger... you lay them over, essentially. Yes. Got so it. So the larger space that you build, then you you can you know get lots of money from someone. But when he lands, then you can lay a piece of carpet down over the top of someone else's. And you can start cutting up their space that they've been uh, laying out and trying to develop. Uh, there's two different ways to play the game. There's one where you roll the die, and he's going to move between one and four spaces in a specific direction, and then you lay your carpet. Or the other way to play is you will uh, turn him at the end. So you either turn him before or at the end. Okay. If you turn him at the end, you're basically setting up the next player on what direction he's going to be going which is far meaner and far more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you can like, set someone up like, oh, hey, uh, Joey's going to be moving into this spot where maybe my space may not be there, but maybe it's Josh's, so I'm going to make sure you lose a bunch of money to Josh so I'll turn you into that, that location because he can only turn one of three ways. How dare you. <laughs> uh, there's, there's some interesting spatial stuff because he wraps around when he gets to the end of the board. He'll spin around and go into another direction. So um, there's just... And it plays about 30, 45 minutes with four players, so it's fairly quick, but uh, just tons of, you know, people going, oh, why'd you lay your carpet there? Oh, you just totally destroyed my stuff. Like, lots of, you know, table talk and stuff like that. We, really fun.
2: We have one friend that will not... Play this
1: game
0: again. Really? <laughs> is, that, is that the carpet game? I don't play that game with Sean. Yeah, because
2: we were, we may have tag teamed and ganged up on another. Oh thing. no! Is it BJ? No. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, our Aaron. buddy Aaron. We love you, Aaron.
0: <laughs> oh, poor Aaron. Aaron, shout out to Aaron. He's a great guy. But unfortunately, I don't think he's going to enjoy the carpet salesman pitch anymore. <laughs> he might be a little traumatized from that. So the
1: uh, the ranking on this one is uh, fifteen hundred on BGG. Uh, but it's one that's like it's it's so easy to teach to just about anybody. And yeah, it's a little you know aggressive and a little mean, but it's not like hurtful mean because it's happening to everybody. Everybody's getting their their teeth kicked in, you know, by losing money to this guy. So it's it's fun.
0: Yeah, definitely, and it only takes 45 minutes, as yeah. you said. So like, you're, if you get a couple of play-ins, I think everyone's going to get their fair share of uh, <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> screwage, as we like yes. to say.
2: My last one is The Others.
0: The Others, the game, or The Others, the board games that you want to mention? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Others, Seven Sins. Ooh. Yes. This is a game about the seven deadly sins. It's basically rapture has come. The
0: rapture has come. Yeah,
2: and and unfortunately, being some religious tones here, that kind of set a lot of people off just right out the gate. They won't even play it Mm -hmm. because lust is part of it, gluttony, all the seven sins. The seven sins? Yes. Envy, wrath. You only play with one of the sins.
0: Oh, uh, each game. Do you pick a different one? Okay, I see. Mm -hmm.
2: And it can play campaign style. You can play one-off. It's really good. I believe Sean played through every sin – In a campaign, including Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Which a big figure that's actually Apocalypse. That's cool. And uh, they were by Simon Games, Eric Lang, designer, and it was an early one to use exploding dice. So you could go after something with one die and explode and just get tons of dice and do tons of damage. Uh, Great components, uh, great components. A person at a convention went up to Eric Lang... Was talking to him, telling his buddy with him about how awesome these components are. So, watch, I'll throw it on the ground and it won't break. No. Not Eric Lang, the the, yeah. the, the fan. He throws it on the ground, it bounces off the ground and slices his hand open. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it did not break. Hey, that's his a great endorsement. <laughs> yeah, to, my hand will break before these people. Uh, <laughs> But the apocalypse miniature has like swords and horns and fangs and things and pointies and it's like, don't throw your game components. <laughs> the first thing you learn is not to throw shiny and sharp objects. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's a super thematic game. It's really good. You play as the faith army, and you're you're just going around town. You're trying to get resources and hold off. Uh, like um, they each sin has uh, minions, basically. And they can be. Corrupted officials, or corrupted nurses, or corrupted uh, police, or corrupted firefighters, or you know, just this group of Cthulian-ish, but more towards the religious side. Okay,
0: yeah, I can't, I can't really tell from the board what the heck is going on in this game. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. There look like there are rooms, maybe. <laughs> There are there. rooms that people are yeah. going into. Okay, sure. yeah. Like, I, at first of was like, is this clue? <laughs> I see rooms. <laughs> I see people in the rooms, and I hear people getting accused of things. <laughs> no. So, but, what do you do for the uh, actual gameplay? Like, are well, you...
2: when you play, it, you can use the corruption to your advantage. Got it. Got you can it. get, you get a little corrupt, you get a little power. Oh, you get some traits and abilities, and the problem is you can't go too corrupt because then you start dying. So you have to balance. Okay, I can take some corruption because I'm going to get this bonus. But you just you got to be careful. And the way it plays is you're intended to die. You're intended to lose people. So your team might have eight characters in it, and you cycle them in, and you only lose when there's like no one left to cycle in. Oh, okay. That so makes sense. It's a really fun game. I really enjoy it. And I wish it was ranked higher, even oh, though 890 is so not a bad rank, yeah. but I want it like top 100.
0: How does uh, the actual sin itself change the gameplay? When you switch from one to the other, I know Sean, you played all each, seven. Each, yeah.
1: Each sin definitely has a different way that the sin player needs to uh, change up how they strategize. And, you know, some are like, like you're lighting fires all over the place, some are you're destroying things. Um, it's really, each sin is, is very thematic to what it is. Okay, Sl- yeah.
2: Sloth actually slows all your characters down. Sure. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I like that. It's yeah. it's one versus many. So you know the, the <laughs> sin player is one person. Yes, and they're directing like you know all their like hate towards the other p- other players, and other players are working together to try and take them out. Um, it's interesting because the hero characters will feel like, oh man, the sin player is just so powerful and is just you know just, just destroying us. But the sin player really feels the same thing. He's like, oh man, there's like there's so many different faith characters, and you know they're blowing away guys, and I'm having to like res- respond to these guys
2: and. <laughs> B J was upset with Sean. <laughs> well, really? This is surprising for me to hear. I-, I was the sin and I just had like two handfuls of dice <laughs> and Sean's like I can do it with a dice or two. Sean could not do. He it. He could
0: not <laughs> dice hate me. Sean tried to be the hero. You should have aimed for it's Josh's possible. head. It's like
1: anything happened. It's the exploding dice. Like yeah. it, it is possible. Don't tell that me I can't do it. Of hope.
0: <laughs> I don't want to know the odds. Don't tell me the What'd odds. What'd you
2: roll there Sean? I rolled great. I got 4. Uh, yeah, I got like 20 30, 30, <laughs> 37. Yes, 37. <laughs> yes. Good,
0: good, good. <laughs> well, that does sound like fun. Did you ever win as the sin? Yes. Yeah, so, when
1: I played it, I played it with a, a group at work and we would just play during our lunch our lunch break. And um there was times where I won as a sin player, there's times where they won as the faith players. So, it was a good balance like it was always tough for both sides. So it was never just a cakewalk either way. Apocalypse was probably a bit more towards the Sin player because it's, it's really tough for the faith. Well, it's the Apocalypse. It's the yeah, apocalypse. Yeah, It's yeah, going yeah.
2: to be tough, yeah. right?
0: That's so, like hardcore yeah. mode when you're like, you guys want to really, really have yep. a challenge here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Now, do we have any more uh, underrated games to talk about? I have one more that I'd like to talk about. One more that Sean has. All right, one Sean. One more
2: that he can't stop talking
0: about. I can't stop talking about. I'm like an
1: evangelist for this game. <laughs> uh, this is Uno Ultimate... Uh, Marvel.
0: Yes! We talked a little bit about this, I believe.
1: Now the ranking on this is 12,000 uh, on BGG. And I've seen some pretty negative reviews. One person is saying, it's UNO. Well, I mean... That's it not does, a review. <laughs> it does say UNO on the title. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're totally expecting, but it's far more than just UNO. Like, it's definitely a hobby version of UNO with tons of different characters, uh, tons of different um, ways that you're going to have to strategize in how you play. Uh, You have a deck that is specifically tailored to your character. Um, All of your wild cards that you play in the game all have different abilities and different powers that kick off. So you might be able to play a card that matches the previous card played, but you might want to play that wild card because it causes some craziness to happen. And each player is going to have, there's different uh, enemies, and your enemies and events get shoveled into a deck. So I might be facing off uh, enemies that, you know, Josh's character is better suited for. They just happen to show up in front of me, and that enemy sticks around and does, like, mean things to you or sometimes might hit everybody. There's a there's an enemy in the game, Hela, if you're playing with Thor. Her ability is everybody in the game has to burn a card when on start of your turn. So she wrecks house on everybody, and burning cards is bad because if you ever have to draw a card from your deck and you can't, yeah, die.
0: That is not good. Yeah. So she's an attack all card and in a game of survival. Yes. <laughs> and when she is. shows up,
1: you get hit based on the number of players. So Hella killed me. I was playing Thor. <laughs> no. Hella killed me because uh, we had a seven player game. And um, yeah, I got hit for seven. I had to burn off seven cards seven on my cards. deck just dis- disappeared.
2: <laughs> they really did a good job with the thematics, keeping with the Marvel. Universe because Enchantress comes up at first, she gives you something. She's good, heal so nice, <laughs> and then from then on, she punishes you. Of <laughs> course,
0: <laughs> always got to pay the toll. What is your favorite character to play in the pseudo game? Oh, jeez. you um, had to pick one.
1: If I had to pick one, I would probably pick Thor because he's a little more attacky. Is um, that
2: the one you keep losing to me with? Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. that's, that's
1: when I was playing Iron Man, and your nephew was just beating the crap out of me as <laughs> Thor. It was so obnoxious. Could, Iron Man got destroyed because of Thor. It's really funny. That's my uh, character. <laughs> Thor's ability is whenever he changes the color, the next player has to burn off two cards off the top of their deck.
0: Oh, jeez. That's brutal. Which, yeah, really mean. <laughs> what about you, Josh?
2: Uh, Well, I... have I won with Spider-Man. I won with Scarlet Witch. I just need to keep trying more. I don't know who my favorite is yet. Look at this humble brag. Whichever one (laughs) wins is the one he likes to play. I'm going to keep on winning. Win, win, win. You know, it's only a game Sean talks about that I win because I lose a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you found one, though. Yep. Is there a character you'd like to see added? I know that they have expansions, but they're probably still going to have more. I want X-Men. X-Men. Any particular one or any of them? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I keep tagging them on social
1: media, like, ah, you know, there's still room in my box for uh, for more decks. Hint, 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 hint. hint, hint, Wink, wink. (laughs) wink.
2: (laughs) Resisting stupid jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Resist, resist, (laughs) Josh.
0: Well, of course, we love all those games, underrated or in our minds, maybe in yours, who knows? But on BGA, definitely. (laughs) So we're glad that uh, we were able to talk a little bit about those. But we have a review that we need to talk about, that I have been told we are going to go quite in-depth about. What are we going to talk about, guys?
2: We're going to try. It's going to be Oathsworn Into the Deepwood by Shadowbriar Games.
0: All right. Give us a little uh, review. What is this game about?
2: Uh, This is designer Jamie Jolly, and I love that name. (laughs) Jamie Jolly. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. This game is a story-driven narrative campaign game, but not a dungeon crawl.
0: Wait, okay, so no dungeon crawling.
2: No dungeon crawling.
0: But story. Lots of story. Lots of story. story.
2: And what sets it apart on the story on this one is, this is app-driven. If you want it to be app-driven.
0: You're going to have to explain.
2: They also include the books with all the story.
0: How many books are we talking?
2: Three. Three books. Two big books and a journal, which the journal you're going to use whether you play app or not. Okay and the spoilers we're going to try not to spoil but this game is so amazing stuff's going to leak out so if you don't want to know because there is some legacy-ish campaigning going on you don't destroy anything but there is some hidden stuff okay so if okay. you don't yeah. want to know we're trying
0: bring it on but it might
2: <laughs> it might things might slip out um no but it's the components are amazing the minis are amazing sculpts, and we're seeing them for the first time as we open the boxes. In, in Chapter 1, it's a big rat. That's all over the Kickstarter. That's not really a spoiler. Yes. But it's a rat covered in rats. I it's, do it's, see it's, that, purple rats. Yeah, the, the brood mother. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> um Yeah, the, the quality of the components is amazing. There is chits and stuff. But the very first thing when you open this box is a piece of paper that says... Don't look at this, this, and this. You can look through all the rest of it. You turn that over, and there is probably a 16-inch by 24-inch page that tells you exactly how to organize down to the baggie. Really? The entire box. That's
0: awesome. I don't think I've ever heard that in a game before.
2: Well, it's hard with legacy games, too, because you don't want to give anything. Else. If you're trying to avoid the legacy spoilers, it's hard. How do I organize this You know, without... Hurting Spoiling myself. something, yeah. yeah. But this says put these in baggie A, these in baggie this in box one, box two, and then tells you exactly how to put it all in the big box. It might seem intimidating at first, but it's really not. And uh that's just the first. I had fun unboxing it for two hours. <laughs> wow, two hours! <laughs> well, there's a lot of cards to sort through, and you okay. got to separate them. They give you all the dividers and everything um but then when it comes down to gameplay you play in two different styles of games and you can save after every game and be like okay we're done the first is story mode and it has its own rulebook there's another rulebook for encounter mode but story mode is just a story driven choose your location there's beautiful maps that you can go to around cities or other other uh, locations and App-driven games has a problem sometimes that they can be a little bloated on the story. Like they're prattling on to where you don't care anymore and they're using, trying to be using bigger words that need to be used. This has long stories, but super engaging and they ask you stuff constantly. You might read three or four sentences and like make a choice, do a check, make this choice. Okay, this choice has to be secret, but you you secret by you're each making a choice, and it asks you, okay, how many people chose this? How many people chose that? And here's the consequence of that. Um, it's if you use the app, it's all voice acted by James Cosmo. Oh, I, re- I recognize that name. Yeah, he um, like they got the hookup because he's a Game <laughs> of Thrones actor, a Braveheart actor. Uh, he's a he's a Scottish-born actor. Uh, he's been in. A ton of things. Okay, yeah, yeah, I
0: think I recognize that that name now. The voice too. It must oh, be yeah. great. Yeah, he was the older guy in Braveheart, like the the basically the dad in their uh,
2: fighter group. In the uh, at the wall, he yeah. was the the, the commander who was first there. Yeah, doesn't last long, but who does? Season <laughs> one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going back to components, the armory. Oh yeah. So you get your your figures, and you have your there's like. 12 different characters or something like that. You actually as okay, I got this cool bow. It's an awesome bow. Oh, but I want to use a sword now, but my figure has a bow on it. Well, you just pull the arms off and you put the sword arms on. And oh. each character has its own character bag with its own set of armory that you can just snap in new new po- new mo- poses pretty much. Yeah.
0: Wow, every single character. Everyone. Yeah. That's so much detail.
2: (laughs) And there's archers, rangers, uh, the penitent, the priests, uh, the Ursus warbear. Yeah. There's a (laughs) warbear? Yes. Uh, I named her Snowball. Of course. (laughs) Because she's a massive polar bear. And uh, that seemed appropriate. And she's a tank. Oh, my God. I kill more things (laughs) throwing things around that board (laughs) with her. (laughs) <laughs> than uh, any weapon I could possibly use. That's
0: awesome. You know what war bears are? Cousins of the war elephant. Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she may very well. She it sounds
0: be. like she does just as much work as a war elephant.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: there's an RPG element to it because you do have a small sheet that is your character information. So uh, some of your bonuses that you're getting, you know, you name your character, all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at those. They're beautiful. My gosh.
2: Yeah, and it's the the. The bad guy figures they're just all traditional uh plastics figures. Your character figures are a super high grade plastic because you snap them on and off they don't they don't want breaking or droopy staffs or anything so it's super high quality um you can glue them together if you want and paint your favorite up or you can paint them all separately It doesn't matter the um the story mode though we've never had a more engaging story yeah I mean there's real consequences there's we've lost characters you've lost Spoiler characters alert, along the way we lost character yeah so fact,
1: someone died and was removed from
0: the game that's wild do you guys use the app or are you going yeah. book right now
2: we use the app okay. uh, but you could choose either way you the app does not require the internet i don't believe because it yeah i think it's built in but if you don't have it the book is super easy too that's and awesome because they don't have these long text sections it's Text section, choice. Text section, test. Text section, like, I was against killing the thing in the dark. The other players were for it. Uh-oh. They're murderers. I am innocent. <laughs> uh, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that may
2: have been a bad idea. But then even on the story mode, there's this time track, so you naturally think, oh, typical game. If we don't do it exactly the way they want us to, we're going to lose. No. It's just there to track certain events, but they warn you, hey, you need to do this by 10 or you miss out on this part of the story. You don't lose. You just – you timed out on, on a specific thing. And most of the stories don't have that. Interesting. It's just if you finish early, if there's some stuff uncovered, you might get some bonuses.
0: That's awesome. That's like uh, almost an incentive, but also not like a a thing where once you miss it, you really feel like you haven't done something right or anything like that. Yeah, it was
2: kind of a downer in time stories because, like, I'm having so much fun. Oh, but now we have to restart.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because we ran out of time. You missed the main (laughs) storyline. Yeah.
2: But this tells you up front. It's like, oh, if you want to do this, you have a choice ahead of you. You can go path A or you can go path B, but you don't have time to do both. Oh, so now I've played through the first six chapters twice, and I had very different experiences. Really? Yes. <laughs> Did you survive different. both of them? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> oh! I Actually, we had all four characters die in a story mode, but we loved it so much, we just, all right, let's start up again.
0: That's, that's, that's some replayability right it, there. It
2: was an amazing moment. One player was very unhappy because they didn't have a choice in the matter. Oh no! We dragged her down with us. <laughs> well, that oh, happens. Yes. sometimes. <laughs>
0: Sorry, lazy. lazy. So I see right now this is a nine point three on Board Game Geek.
2: That is a huge rating for having been out for a month and a half-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I it has nowhere to go but up. Um. When you. Uh. After the story mode, very cooperative. They have an easy tiebreaker thing. In story mode, you might do some checks, and there's these white dice and, or, or white cards. You can roll as many dice as you want up to 10.
0: I love dice. You know yeah.
2: 10's a lot. <laughs> but you don't like dice. Dice are random. Well, there's cards. You get to choose how you want to play. You can be more deterministic. You can count through the discards. You can see how many misses are in there or whatever. Uh, you can mix. It doesn't matter. If you crit, you get another dice. You fail when you get two misses, but that's only on your initial roll, and there's a lot of manipulation you can do to the dice or cards. And But if you crit, you get to roll another dice, and if you blank that, that don't matter. It doesn't, doesn't bother you. But even on that, if I crit with a dice, and I know there's only good cards in the c- cards, I can switch to cards. So it's super freeing. You're not locked into this gameplay style the whole game.
0: Yeah, I see uh, 30 to 90 minutes on playtime. I assume that means per session because, as you said, you can essentially save at any point and keep playing.
2: That's story mode. Story mode, and okay. I yeah, that sounds perfect. That's dead on, 30 to 90 minutes. I've, we've had a 30-minute experience. We've had a 90-minute experience. The second game, every other game, essentially is encounter mode. This is just a boss fight. Oh. Yeah, there might be some minions, but you're not going through a dungeon fighting skeletons for six hours just to get to the big skeleton. This is just a boss fight, and that boss fight can take an hour to two hours.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's about how I uh, do with boss fights. I fail a lot, <laughs> and then it really 90 minutes, and I can usually do it.
2: <laughs> but it, uh, the way they do that is super engaging. So now at that point, you get ability cards, right? And you each player has their own deck, and as they level up, they get new ability cards. And you other games, your deck is your life, and as you're playing, you lose these abilities because you don't want to die, and you, you, so it, it kind of loses luster. This has a cooldown mechanic to where if I play a level 3 cooldown, it's going to take longer to cool back down to where it comes back into my hand, but as soon as you play another level 3, those the previous 3s move to 2. Okay. Uh, but you can get uh, bonuses that let you move all the cards from one area to another area. you got abilities that move one card you can do some great manipulation where I want to play my zero card and move any card I want. Okay, well, I'm going to move this one down to the zero area. Now I'm going to discard my zero. Now i got to pick up that one. Makes sense. So it, it's super fun. It's super tactile. I mean, oh, yeah. we were constantly... You're not forced to be cooperative, but it pays to be cooperative. And you'd be like, I was playing with Lacey, and she has a witch, and witch has firewalls. And like, well, a firewall, it's dumb. Nothing's going to walk in. Well... They creatures do walk into the firewalls and having her put it in its perfect spot because you get to see where the monster is going to move uh, sometimes sometimes you don't um, and you know they're going to walk right through it and like that's perfect so like every character has these great advantages like the, the warbear is very much a tank and can soak up lots of damage and um, do massive <laughs> chaining attacks <laughs> with knockback and um, we've got a ranged
1: character so my daughter and I have been playing this together and what we've been doing is she will run the character I will hang out and you know like uh, we'll, we'll strategize it together a little bit but she's doing all the like decision making and stuff like that and choosing upgrades and then when she's played enough like she's got more stuff to do today she's not going to give the entire day and like her dad I take over the character and we'll you know finish out the story or whatever and then I'll hey here's what happened you know so we're we're having a lot of fun kind of like tag teaming this character together, but our character is really like bow-centric and, uh, you know, figuring out all these different interesting ways to kind of like combo your cards together to move things around, create these like really cool like, you know, attack abilities or or to, you know, help another player out by like in, in how you attack and you're able to reposition an enemy to make the next player's attack a lot better.
2: And like some other campaign games, you could... Okay, I'm totally set up. Sean's turn. He does something that forces the monster to move away. And now I'm not set up anymore.
0: Yes, yes.
2: So now, <laughs> excuse me, I have to spend time moving, trying to set up again. Well, in this game, you can pass and come back in whenever you want.
0: Oh, so you don't disrupt them just in yeah. case. Yeah. It, yeah, Sean
2: can be like, I am totally set up. I have all this Animus, which is the, the resource for using abilities, and I'm in the perfect position. If you guys just let me go first, and or let me take three turns, I can wail on the thing. hopefully. Still got to depend on dice or cards. Oh, yeah. And the great thing about it, the push your luck on it, is when you're in encounter mode, your, your attack is whatever your might is, which might be a yellow dice or a red dice, and it's yellow, red, black, in that order for uh, what's better. And any number of white dice, any number, you want to roll 20 white dice? Roll 20 white dice. You're pushing your own luck because two misses and you miss if you cannot manipulate those misses.
0: Oh, man.
2: But sometimes use that as a war cry. Like, I know I'm going to miss, but this game has something called determination. When you miss, any tokens you played, you get back.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
2: And you get another token. So, I don't see the downside. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm I'm set up, but I could use a little more power. So, you know what? Give me 10 white dice. If I hit, great. Yeah. I hit. But if I miss, I'm getting a little more powerful for next turn.
0: I like it. That's a cool way of having, like, you know, a not failure, if you will. Yeah. The the idea is that basically, like,
1: it it makes a lot of sense thematically. Because if you are doing something and you fail at it, you're learning how you failed. And so, you're going to be better the next time you try to do this thing. And you really incorporate way, yeah. that, that, that learning from failure makes you better. Like, I like it's, that it's idea. It's really cool.
0: I love the system. A way of doing XP, essentially, without yeah. being too you know difficult or too hard to understand sometimes, or even, you know, have you ever leveled up in D&D? My God, <laughs> <laughs> how many tiny skeletons do I have to poke? <laughs> exactly.
2: Now, now <laughs> while this game gives you an amazing amount of ability to customize and be tactical, you also, uh, it's not easy. These, these monsters might have six, nine um, hit point dice on them, and every time you remove one of those dice from them, they get to react out of turn. Ooh. So they get to run this whole attack card, and that could be, like, disappearing into the trees, stomping on doing area damage, poisoning people, uh <laughs> swallowing the guy <laughs> <laughs> that has happened and you get to totally Drax it and <laughs> slice you from the inside <laughs> uh, and they, that's out of starts so you actually have to balance well hold on guys do we want to remove this dice right now because I see his next attack and this we're not set up to survive this yes I don't want to get eaten <laughs> so we might whittle them down and get all the dice to really close and then hopefully knock them off quickly that way we can hopefully win um death, I told you a character has died. Uh, when you die in the encounter, you have a deck of um, allies that you gain during story mode. You can tr- uh, choose one of those allies and they're easier to play. They don't have enough anim- as much animus and you come right back in on your next turn as an ally to Not try bad. to keep. You only lose if all four of your oath sworn get uh, knocked out. Got it makes sense. But even if you get knocked out, you're just knocked out in the encounter mode. And at the end, you you there's this little scoring thing. You record your knockouts. You get a little you get a permanent injury card added into your deck, which they're not that bad. They're just there. They're annoying. They're clogging your turns, clogging up your battle flow. You can get rid of them at points depending on how you level up your whole party. Because at the end of each mission, you all get loot. There's no did we get to the treasure box in time. You just all get loot. I love a, loot. <laughs> you might get a little extra loot based on your story mode or based on how you perform during the encounter. Uh, but you're always gonna get something and you get it from the next level. Okay. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So and then even when you're in town, there's the banksmith where you get all the uh, you when you choose to go to the banksmith, you can even spend time and go there, or you can choose not to spend any time and you can send a runner and you look through the entire deck. They're not going to limit you to some silly draw, because when you go to the store, do you look at one aisle?
0: No, I don't. I like all the aisles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, look through the whole deck, buy what you want.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I like that freedom. Yeah, that's honestly.
2: the biggest thing about this game was, you said it, freedom.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah when you get the loot drops, like you're working together as a group, like, okay, these are the things that came up. Um, there's, a, there's a better bow. Hey, Sean, you're really good with bows. Why don't you take that? Uh, Josh, you need a a better sword, you know, whatever. Like, you, you strategize together as a group to outfit each other in the best way possible.
2: Yeah, and then if you happen to actually die somehow, not just knocked out, you just pick another character. And there's a chart. It says level up to this. You get this, 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 depending on where the party is. It is super easy to level up. Or I'm just bored playing the ranger. Okay, I know what I can do. Bo bo bo. Great. I don't want to play the ranger anymore. Okay. There's a system built in to switch characters. Really? Yeah. That and makes you,
0: it so easy. It yeah. is
2: super easy and everything's based on the chart in the back of the book. You're you're not rolling things, there's no chance. You get to look through certain decks and just gear up and even at the if we finish a story mode and like a guy just had a terrible story and has no gear on no armor weapons or anything you can't be like we can petition the council we're going to take some negative points at the end of the game which is spoiler alert 42 games in wow um and you get to just go through older decks and gear up
0: that's really smart that makes it so you can never have a bad experience
2: exactly yeah. you're not you're not handicapped due to bad dice or card draws you're just you get to keep playing it is super fun it is super engaging i constantly want to play uh another person from the group we another uh, the second group i've been playing with she constantly wants to play i think for me it's a perfect game
0: wow i don't know if we've ever got a perfect game <laughs> review
2: well even it's comments all over if you look it up on bgg there's the comments are all raving. I think the worst review I saw was a seven.
0: <laughs> That's a good place to start for a worst <laughs> review.
2: Yeah, it is an amazing. They did an amazing job on the story. It is super engaging. I want to know what happens next. I want to see where the characters go. Uh, we've had great fun laughing and just...
1: Even my daughter, who's not, I mean, she's not into gaming as much as myself, she's really engaged in the story and her character and, like, you know, seeing where it all goes. Um, I think it, in in my opinion, it's definitely one of the best uh, board game RPGs that I've played. Well, just hands down. It's
0: quickly going to the top of the list, is what it sounds like.
2: Well, even the app aspect of it. Yeah. There are these other app games out there. And you press the back button and it crashes, or there is no back button. You're locked in a choice you accidentally made because your thumb, you're using your phone instead of an iPad. Yep. They have a built-in back button. Is that not the best? (laughs) Well, it seems so simple, but, and then if you, there's a lot of instructions in story mode too, which is also a great break from some story. If you didn't hit every instruction and every test and you go down to the bottom and you're like, okay, new location, it says... Did you hit every instruction? Please be sure before you continue. It doesn't want you to miss out. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. want you to not play the game to have the best possible experience. They they developed the app. They didn't put the game out before the app was ready, and they backed it up with a storybook.
0: My gosh. Okay, now before we, we get out of here, I want to know how many hours have you already played of this game?
2: Sean and I have played two, eight, a.m. to 1 a.m. days (laughs) wow and then i played another three days of the same six chapters which is 12 games with another group so what you're saying to play more
0: is that you are addicted
2: (laughs) (laughs) it is i have never had a gaming experience like this out of the box now it you some people might be listening like this sounds like kingdom death Monster. you're right it does sound like kingdom death Monster, but they stripped away the punishment Yes, I and, played
0: that game. It's very punishing. <laughs>
2: and honestly, they stripped away some of the time. Because we kept playing because we chose to. We could yeah, have played right. through one chapter and played other games all day. Yeah, like I said,
0: 30 to 90 minutes is like kind of a you know sweet spot. But you played 8, 9, 10, 12 hours. Well, if you're going to play
2: a full chapter, it's 30 to 90 for the story plus 1 to 2 hours for the encounter. Yes. So you got to yeah. combine those numbers. But you don't have to. You can be like, I just want to do a light story today. Well, let's just catch up and see where the story goes. Because we got to be out of here soon, and you can do that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, because I yeah. say I enjoyed my Kingdom Death Monster experience. Same kind of idea, but very punishing. Uh, hard yeah. to be cooperative in that game too sometimes because you are, you know, very close to death in a lot of your encounters. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the story is much. It uh, sounds like there's a lot less story in Kingdom Death Monster than there is in this game. So I'm excited. You guys have got me hooked. I haven't even played the
2: game yet. It's a phenomenal game. I must schedule more days. I want to play every chapter. There's currently yeah. 21 chapters which is 42 separate games.
0: 42 games. That's awesome.
2: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us,
0: Geek Nationals, on our Games, Games, Games review, as we like to say. (laughs) And Josh? Play night.